welcome to Yes, the Young Earth Science Podcast, where history, geology, biology, and philosophy support a young earth. Your host is Jay Hall, Assistant Math Professor at Howard College, with an MS in Math and 53 credit hours in various fields of science. In this episode, we ask the pointed question, is radiometric dating accurate? We can directly measure the temperature of a rock, but can we measure its age? Supposedly, the decay of radioactive elements such as uranium gives us a way to determine the absolute age of geological features. The limit for radiocarbon dating is around 50,000 years for most samples. Thus, radiocarbon is more suited for archaeological artifacts and historical relics according to mainstream science. But what if this world is less than 50,000 years old? Philosophy professor Alexander Byrd admits that the old earth position is founded on a weak basis. Old earth fallacies are based on the consistency of radioactive decay. However, decay rates are not constant. For example, cavitation caused thorium to decay 10,000 times faster. Cavitation occurs when water flows so fast that vapor bubbles are produced. These bubbles collapse to produce shock waves that are very powerful on tiny scales. Cavitation may also affect the nuclei of atoms in heavily resonating solutions. In 1994, Otto Reifenschweiler showed that the radioactivity of tritium absorbed in titanium particles could be reduced by 40%. In 1989, an article in the journal Radiocarbon admitted that carbon-14 is regularly found in coal. Using the accelerator mass spectrometry, or AMS technique, some of the coal was dated as young as 40,000 years old. How can coal date young if it's hundreds of millions of years old? Of course, followers of old earth fallacies, or OEFs, blame contamination. Using the potassium-argon method, a Hawaiian historic lava flow was dated at 1.1 million years. Paleontologist Minoru Kojima of Tokyo University dated diamonds from Zaire at 6 billion years using the potassium-argon dating procedure. That's much older than the alleged age of the Earth. In an article concerning rocks in Chemical and Engineering News, we find this summary of a symposium on radiometric dating that was held in 1955. Quote, Radiometric dating has been perhaps the most widely publicized of geochemical techniques, but of several known dating methods based on radioactivity, only carbon-14 dating has developed to the point where it yields consistently reliable ages. Mineral ages obtained from isotope ratios like lead-206 to uranium-238, lead-207 to uranium-235, and lead-207 to lead-206, for instance, usually do not agree, unquote. Peter Sabine and Janet Watson, writing in a publication of the Geological Society of London that came out in 1965, tell of a researcher who, quote, regarded the atomic dating method, except in respect to carbon, as still very tentative, especially where the older rocks were concerned and where discordant and even absurd results were quite common. There were records of granites which atomically were older than other granites that they intruded. Argon was all too prone to be either deficient, wholly absent, or even too high. In such cases, the author adjusted his figures. The decay rate of manganese-54 varies with the occurrence of X-ray solar flares and high-energy solar proton storms. Distance to the sun also has an effect. Decay rates increase with proximity to the sun. 
Peter Sturrock of Stanford University has also found there is evidence of a correlation with the 33-day period spin of the solar core and decay rates of silicon-32 and chlorine-36. Sturrock points out that one side of the sun's inner core emits neutrinos more strongly than the other, giving fuel to the view that neutrinos may affect decay rates. The isochron method is often hailed as an antidote to potential problems with radiometric dating. The Pahrump diabase from the Panamint Mountains of California dated from 1 to 34 billion years using the isochron technique. Gunter 4 gives an example of volcanic lava along the border of Uganda and Zaire. The lava is known to be young, yet a rubidium-strontium isochron age yielded 773 million years. Radiometric dates are highly sensitive to proximity to igneous intrusions. Even if a rock is as far away as 10 kilometers from an igneous intrusion, the dates from hornblende, biotite, and feldspar may vary by hundreds of millions of years from the established ages. Radiometric dates are often preferentially selected. Writing in the Canadian Journal of Earth Sciences, Dr. Hayatsu confesses, quote, In conventional interpretation of potassium-argon age data, it is common to discard ages which are substantially too high or too low compared with the rest of the group, or with other available data such as the geological timescale. The discrepancies between the rejected and the accepted are arbitrarily attributed to excess or loss of argon, unquote. John Jolly was the Chair of Geology and Mineralogy at Trinity College, Dublin, and was a pioneer in radiometric dating, yet ultimately rejected the procedure. As Martin Gorst notes, quote, Jolly stubbornly refused to accept that dates based on radioactive decay were accurate. He argued that radioactive decay had proceeded faster in the past than at present and clung tenaciously to his estimates based on the salinity of the oceans. In their book, The Earth's Age and Geochronology, Derek York and Ronald Farquhar, both of the physics department at the University of Toronto, pointedly confessed to, quote, the possibility that various constants of nature, i.e. the gravitational constant G, the radioactive decay rates, etc., may be a function of time. This matter has been considered by Dirac, 1939, Dick, 1959, and Kasenowicz and Savage, 1963, among others, unquote. Don Eicher of the University of Colorado, in the book Geologic Time, published by Prentice Hall, gives us this caution, quote, Virtually all scientists who have seriously investigated the technique of radiometric dating agree that it rests on a firm theoretical basis. The numerous assumptions on which radiometric methods depend, such as the invariability of half-lives through geologic time, seem reasonable. Still, suspicions have persisted that, because of some unanticipated source of systematic error, the whole radiometric calendar from bottom to top might be drastically wrong, unquote. According to famed paleontologist George Gaylord Simpson, who died in 1984, Radiometric dating does not provide an absolute dating scale in saying that it's of, quote, major operational importance that paleontology, when applicable, has the highest resolving power of any method yet discovered for determining the sequence of strictly geological events. That radiometric methods may give equal or greater resolution is at present a hope and not a fact, unquote. Radiometric dating has serious foundational tensions and should not be relied on to show that the Earth is billions of years old. Go to your nearest coal mine and have a sample dated. I predict that the radiocarbon date will be less than 50,000 years. If the Earth itself is thousands of years old, this is exactly what we would expect.
Thanks for listening to Yes, the Young Earth Science Podcast. Our email address is youngearthscience at yahoo.com. To find my new book, Yes, Young Earth Science, just search Yes, J. Hall on Google or Amazon. Go to youngearthsciencebook.com for the latest in Young Earth news. Connect to us on Facebook and Twitter through our website.